0: Jesus got up immediately. What did he do? He rebuked the wind. He rebuked the actual waves. Why? Because he is creator of all things. Jesus can deliver every one of us from any calamity, any problem, any situation you find yourself this morning in. If you put your faith and trust in him, he'll do that.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today, as Roll continues our series focused on the Lord's life changing love, we're glad you've joined us for an uplifting look at how Christ calmed a terrifying tempest on the Sea of Galilee. In today's message from Roll, we'll get assurance that just as Jesus exercised his authority and showed his goodness to his disciples in the boat, He'll care for you in life's stormy trials. Let's listen as Roll Reese begins in Matthew chapter 8, verse 23.
0: Jesus is proving that he is the Messiah. As they're now getting ready to go from one side of the Sea of Galilee to the other side by boat. If you've ever been to the Sea of Galilee, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. And as you get into a boat and start going across, all of a sudden from the east, from Africa, these winds can come around the Sea of Galilee. And all of a sudden, in a few minutes, you can have waves from 3 to 10 feet high. And a storm can be built. And many, many little boats have gone under because of the storms around the Sea of Galilee. And yet, we see in the lesson today That here Jesus is proving to us that he's the only one that can actually calm the storms of life. What is your storm today that you're facing in your life? Every one of us here. Every one of us has storms. Sometimes the storm is building up. Sometimes already it's in the middle. And sometimes it's passing through. But the storms of life can be very, very difficult. They can be very dangerous. And yet as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to realize that the storms are controlled by Jesus himself. And sometimes he allows Satan to create these storms in our lives. To check out where you are spiritually. God allows things like that to happen as he did here in the story. It's amazing to me how not only he proves that he's the Messiah that calms the storms, but what was the true experience behind the storm? Why was the storm allowed to arise in the Sea of Galilee while Jesus was on the boat? Now remember, he's been working full-time hard, hard work all day long. Touching, healing, speaking, feeding, doing everything that he could. And then he says to the disciples, get on the boat and we're going to the other side. And as they get onto the boat and they actually push out to the Sea of Galilee, instantly it tells us that Jesus was so tired, he went into a deep sleep. He was so wore out. What does that show you? His 100% humanity. He was human. And he was God. Pretty amazing when you see that. The answer to the true story here is that Jesus wants to prove again that he is the Messiah or the Messiah, the anointed one of God. I am the Savior of the world, I am the one in control of everything. Calming the storm, he did three things. Number one, it demonstrated who he is, that he is sovereign Lord. And who has all power over nature. And secondly. It strengthened the belief of his disciples. The followers of Jesus Christ. To believe in him. That he was the Messiah. And that his personal care for them as a savior was great. He loved them. He wasn't going to let them perish. He's not going to let you perish. If you belong to him. And thirdly. It gave to all the generations to come a picture of his care and power to deliver through all the storms of life that you and I have to face until the day we die. There are many storms in life. Many, many storms. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're going through a storm in your marriage, or in your single life, or maybe on your job, or your finances. And you're thinking, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of the storm? Well, the first thing that we have to do is we have to understand that if I do not take Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior, then how can I plead with Him? How can He really answer my prayers if I don't trust Him? But I'm trusting my bank. Or I'm trusting my husband or trusting my wife more than the Lord. We need to put our confidence in the Lord. He's the one that is going to help you. He's the one that is going to bring you in. Let's read the story and see how God will speak to our own hearts this morning. Beginning in chapter 8, verse 23. He says, now when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest or storm got up on the sea. So that the boat was covered with waves so that he was asleep. And then his disciples came to him and woke him up and said, "Lord, save us. We are perishing." But he said to them, "Why are you so fearful, O you of little faith?" Then he got up, he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm, and then the men marveled, saying, "Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him?" Interesting. You see, storms are very common, very common. Not only in our lives, but they're very common in the Sea of Galilee. And we must understand that the Lord is always going to try us as believers. Why? Because He says, if you love me, He says, keep my words. And it's really important that we think about everything that we face within our lives, even here this morning. What seems to be your major, major problem this morning that you're facing that is actually stealing from your life the love and the relationship and the peace that God has given to you today. Where you have no more peace. You say, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. And yet the Lord says that he has an answer for each one of us individually. As a storm broke out here with Jesus and the disciples... The master here does not exempt men from struggles. We know that. He brings tempests in our lives. There are black skies and there are hungry waves that are trying to swallow us up and trying to take us down completely and actually drown us if we can. But you know what? It's amazing how God gets a hold of your life and he literally leads you and guides you. And sometimes as believers, he allows the devil to come in and not harass us, but to tempt us. To really see if we really believe in Jesus Christ. To build character. To build trust. What does a storm mean to you this morning that you're facing in your own personal lives? When you look at the Sea of Galilee, you go over to Israel. Many of you have been with us over there. What a beautiful place. As you look over the Sea of Galilee, 13 miles long, 8 miles wide, probably about 110 feet deep. Beautiful place to fish. Beautiful place to cruise to. And yet the actual lake's elevation is 636 feet or 212 meters below sea level that provides these weird storms that come from the east, when, from Africa and the deserts, that when the wind begins to blow, it's like a blowhole, and it goes in and it starts to begin to blow, and it can create these huge storms that can come up in about five or ten minutes, and you can't believe that this is a storm that was just so calm and so great that all of a sudden you find like you're perishing. That's what happened to the disciples. But that's what happens to us. Situations when we go back to work on Monday morning, there'll be issues you've got to face or problems within your home or your own personal lives. And yes, some of the actual storms in the Sea of Galilee are calm, but some are very violent. Violent storms. Then all of a sudden they sweep across the water. And they take those little boats under and sink them to the bottom of that little sea. And many people have drowned in the Sea of Galilee. Think about how many people today are drowning in actual difficulties in their lives in this world. Many people. And yet, Jesus permitted it. To happen so that he could teach his disciples some lessons that they needed to learn. Number one is to trust and depend on the Lord. To remember one thing, that as long as Jesus is on the boat, you're not going down. You're not going down. I don't care if the water comes in. You're not going to go down. The storm came because what? Because again, God allowed it to happen. Yes, he was sleeping. For a purpose. And when the storm began to actually come over them and the wind began to blow, they had just pushed out. And looking at all those thousands of people on the seashore and going across to the other side, all of a sudden they found themselves in difficult times. And the Lord, if he could not care, was sleeping in the deep sleep. And they became very, very worried about their lives. They thought they were going down. And yet Jesus, Matthew tells us that the contrast here was between little faith and great faith. Do we really, really believe in the Lord? In what He's doing?
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Race. Don't forget that our mission is to help you grow in faith and deepen your relationship with the Lord. You can visit us anytime at SomebodyLovesYou.com or reach out to us at 800-634-9165. Coming up in just a few moments, we'll tell you about a resource with even more uplifting insights into God's heart. But first, let's rejoin Raul. And yet here are these men on top of this little boat. Going across as the Lord was laying
0: down asleep. They were so worried, so concerned about what was taking place in their lives. That they started kind of freaking out before them. Look what it says in verse 23 and 24. And now when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest got up on the sea. So that the boat was covered with waves. But he was sleeping. Notice that. Sleeping. He was calm. Why? He's the creator of the universe. He's God. And yet, even though they had been with Him, like us, what happens? There's a lapse of faith sometimes. We failed. We failed to really believe and trust what God has done in past times, and what He can do in the present and in the future. We need to be aware of this. Remember the actual basic thing we took upon ourselves as disciples? In Luke 9, 23, 24, he says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. He cannot be my disciple. We need to deny ourselves. We need to really put our faith and full trust in Jesus Christ fully and completely in Him. Remember when we started the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 7, verse 24 and 25, what it said? He was preparing us. He said this to the disciples, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to be a wise man who built his house on the rock. Who's the rock? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the rock. And when the rain descended and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, it did not fall. Why? Because it was founded on the rock. Jesus. They should have thought about that. They were just taught that. In the boat, they should have remembered about the house that was built on the rock. We must also remember. We must not forget that Jesus is the rock of my salvation. Nothing can happen to me unless he permits it. He's in control of my life 100%. And yet, guess who is behind some of the storms I told you already? Satan. Satan is fully behind these things. Doing what? Trying to bring fear to you? Trying to move you away from the truth of Jesus Christ? To believe the lie rather than the truth. And yet even here in the story, we see the humanity of Jesus. He's tired. He wants to take a nap. He's sleeping all the way across when the storm actually rises up. And what does Satan do? He sees an opportunity. All right, Jesus is sleeping. I'm going to take the disciples down. But you see, he couldn't. And he never can Because as long as Jesus is on the boat, the boat will never go down. Ever. I don't care what happens. What did Jesus do? He got up and rebuked the wind. Rebuked it. I rebuked the Satan. And there was a great calm. And then he spoke to the waves. His creator. Stop. Be calm. And we have to remember of the authority and power. That Jesus has and has given to each one of us individually as believers. When we live for the kingdom of God. Look at the second observation in verses 25-26. The disciples unbelief that it's a sin. And then his disciples came to him and awoke him and said, Lord, save us, we are perishing. They were freaking out, they were panicking. Have you ever freaked out? Oh, I bet you have. I have too. We all have. And what's the first thing we do? We bring confusion. Because we're not really trusting, depending. We're doubting. Imagine Jesus sleeping and starts shaking him. Saying, Lord, don't you care that we're going to perish? The water's coming in. But he said to them, why are you fearful? <laughs> why are you afraid? And then he said, this is your problem. O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. Unbelief. Is a horrible thing. Not to believe in the promises of God. That is given to each one of us individually. Whatever God has promised. He's going to keep in his time. Not your time. And so as we read. As we study the scriptures. We must also understand that Jesus in humanity. As he was sleeping. He got up. And then he used his authority as God. And what did he do? Look what it says. And he got up and he rebuked the wind. Notice, the winds and the sea. And what happened? There was a great peace, a great calm. That must have freaked out the disciples. Imagine that. All of a sudden, you're in a storm, and then all of a sudden, there's a peace that passes all. understanding. But isn't that true, the way God works in our lives? He brings us peace that passes all understanding. We must remember that Jesus Christ... In every situation, he is in total control. He is in total control. He never, ever will let you go down. Remember when Peter was on the boat and Jesus was walking over, and Peter said, hey, Lord, can I come over to you and walk on water? He said, Peter, you're welcome. Come and walk. And Peter got off and started walking. What happened to Peter? When he got his eyes off the Lord and got his eyes on the waves and on the sea, he started going down. And Jesus reached out and picked him up and said, Peter, don't do that. And they both walked over back to the ship. Here they're actually crying out, saying, Lord, save, Lord, we perish. And what does Paul say in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6? That without faith, it is impossible to please Jesus. For he who comes to God must believe that Jesus is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek after God. I love that. You have to diligently seek after Jesus if God's going to work in your life. You have to be diligent in seeking after the Lord so the Lord can help you in any kind of a storm that you're in today. And then I love this scripture. Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid of? If the Lord is Lord of your life, what are you afraid of? Why fear? Fear brings us into a snare. Unbelief is a sin before God. Jesus got up immediately. What did he do? He rebuked the wind. He rebuked the actual waves. Why? Because he is creator of all things. Jesus can deliver every one of us from any calamity, any problem, any situation you find yourself this morning in. If you put your faith and trust in him, he'll do that. He'll do that. Look at observation number three, verse 27. The amazement of the disciples. And so the men marveled saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Notice the confidence now after being fearful that Jesus gave to the disciples after he did demonstrate his work and power over the winds and over the water. The disciples were marveling as I marvel myself. They never had seen anything like it. Even the winds and the actual waves obeying His voice. What does that tell you immediately? Man, this is God in our boat. You would never have to worry again. They understood and knew the difference. That He was different from everybody else. He was the Son of God. He was the Messiah, the Anointed One of God. And they knew. More about it, what it meant to them, and that's why they call him, "Lord, Lord, don't you care we perish? Save us. And yet, in John 14:12, listen, he says, "Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in Jesus, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I, Jesus, go to my Father." The authority he's given to the disciples. If you're born again, you're a disciple. Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given to us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind.
1: If life is tossing you around on a stormy sea right now, we pray that today's teaching has been an encouragement for you to keep your eyes fixed on Christ. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Rees. If you'd like to review today's message, we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800 634 9165 and ask for Raul's lesson titled Jesus Calms the Storm. We'd also like to tell you about a faith-building booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter resource that will anchor your soul with biblical reassurances of the Lord's unconditional love and absolute power. You'll see that when you come to Him in faith, God can forgive your sins, heal your heart, provide for your needs, and walk with you through trials. Don't wait to place your order. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you Rawls booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion at the low rate of just $5 plus shipping and handling. Our phone number once again is 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like, you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Our goal is to help you stand on the solid ground of God's Word, and we welcome your thoughts on how we can best serve you. We also invite you to take advantage of our many free Somebody Loves You resources. Be sure to join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Straight Talk, a Q&A program that provides practical Bible-based guidance for your daily life. We've also archived all of these programs for you to download as podcasts using Spotify or iTunes. And you'll also want to download our app for convenient access to even more resources. And don't hesitate to contact us if you need someone to pray with you. Your donations help keep us on the air, and every contribution you make is tax deductible. We're grateful for your partnership. Next time, we'll continue with more in this series centered on the mighty love of God we'll get a challenge to trust the Lord's provision for all of our needs as we step out in faith and pour His blessings into the lives of others. Now here's Roel once again with a closing comment.
0: We don't have to fear anymore. The Lord is with us. That's why when Jesus was talking to Peter... And Peter wanted to defend the Lord. In John 14, what did he say to him? He said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in me, believe also that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'm coming back again to receive you unto myself so that where I am, you also are going to be with me. Imagine what Jesus told him and what he's told us. He wants us to fully trust him as our Lord and our Savior. And if you're in the actual waves today of life in a storm maybe you see the black clouds coming maybe you're right on top of it and maybe like Peter you're beginning to sink in your problems situations and difficulties all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved the Bible says thou shalt be saved he will never let you drown because he's a savior of the world because he loves you so much that he's not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance, the Bible says. I am falling in love with you.
1: This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.